when you're on autopilot, even though you know what you want to do and how you want to feel, it's very hard to make those different choices. So for me, again, working with the body, calming the stress response, you know, identifying where something was, where I was feeling a block, and then working with my body to get them, get my mind and body aligned is when I really start to ground in change and like actually get things into motion that I'd kind of been stuck on a hamster wheel with for years. Hello and welcome to a Handpicked Life podcast. This is a life and wellbeing coaching podcast exploring themes that inspire and empower you to get creative with handpicking your life. Join us as we widen our parameters of choice, open up to possibilities and spark our curiosity. Let's dive in and create a happier, healthier world, one person at a time. Hello and welcome to the Hampit Life podcast. I'm your host Hannah and today Leanne and I, a Hampit Life co-creators, wanted to give you all an introduction to the foundation of a Hampit Life, the Nature's Rhythms model. In the field of life and well-being coaching, one of the things we hear the most from clients is that it's difficult to sustain the changes that they want to make, that they don't have the time or that they're overwhelmed by all the things to do and they don't know where to start or they get started on something and it feels really good and then they just forget. And there's a key component to making sustainable change, which is actually pretty simple. And when we learn how to tap into this, it's like stepping into a moving stream. Things start to flow and you stop pushing against yourself. We've created a model, which is essentially a balanced blueprint to an approach to anything you wanna create in your life. And in our conversation today, we give you a bit of an introduction to this model and talk about our personal experiences living by this cycle. But before we get started today, I just want to let you all know that we do have a free course that is gonna be being released in the next few weeks. Um, so if you do want to dive a little deeper with this, sign up to our newsletter to make sure you get that early bird priority access. The link is in the show notes. So let's dive into today's episode. Hi, Leanne. Welcome. Hello. Um, so do you want to give us a little bit of introduction to what you're going to be talking about today and the nature's rhythms model as a whole? Okay, so if you haven't come across our nature's rhythms wheel, at A Handpicked Life, we've created a model that is easy to fit into any area of life whether you're creating a project, whether you're creating change in your life, huge changes or simple ways that you want to adjust your diet or bring more exercise into your life, whether you're looking at your stress response and how to really enhance your mental and physical health, this model is a great way to ensure that you really complete what you set out to do. We call it nature's rhythms because it's a balance that is seen everywhere in nature, in the other cycles around us, whether that's the moon cycles, the circadian system, the cycle of the day, the seasons of the year. We see that there's a magic and an intelligence in the way that everything has its time and things always reach a completion. So within these, we're looking at four quadrants 
And what we've really come across is there's always a time to plan, a time to let go, a time to reflect, a time to dream in the new, to get really clear and allow the big ideas to come, a time to act and really take whatever it is that we want to create forward with physical action and a time to assimilate so we can really hold on to the treasures that we've created and celebrate and enjoy everything that we do. So what I think what's important when we look at the components of the nature's rhythms wheel is that to know, first of all, they don't go in an order. It depends where you are in your life, what, what's going on, you know, in your cycle, your life cycle, the time of the day, there's lots of other things that come into play. However, within all of those, there are these five elements that really support each other. So that there's always a time where we're stopping and we're letting go. Right now, we're, we're actually in, that, in the, the season of the wheel. So there's a time to just stop and reflect and have a look at what's there so far. Often it's a time um, where we've come out of, of really creating something or we're coming to the end of a relationship or we're a point that we're really not enjoying our work anymore, for example. Or simply, you know, we're coming into that autumn time and you get those times where you want to draw in, the nights are getting cosier and you naturally start to reflect. And this is, you know, this, this is the quadrant that we call shed, which is a time to literally do what nature does at this time of year and, and sift through like what, 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 what's working, what's not working, what can I really let go of here? What am I going to take with me round the wheel again? And then once we've been through this stage, what we often want to do is then act. You know, we get we get a new idea. We have a look. We decide that, you know, we want to get rid of this, move on. And actually, if you look at nature, nature will then drop into a time where it seems like nothing's happening. Everything goes quiet. So from that point, it stops and goes deeper and quieter. But in actual fact, everything's going on underground. And th this is the quadrant that we call dream, because this is such an important time for one to pause, to give you itself a chance to get really clear about what you're putting in the gap. And just to dream, just to be. And then as you come into the next quadrant, which is act, we're, that's the time to really let the shoots come up out of the earth, the springtime on the wheel of the year, where your energy can get really directional. And that's the time then to put in your dreams into action. Going into the summer is a time to assimilate everything, to really let yourself register the changes you've made to celebrate and then the center of all of this is the grounding, staying grounded, staying present, staying in touch. Now, if you look at the, the four quadrants in particular around the outside of the wheel, what we often do is miss stages out. So it's easy, 
you know, to in it rather than shedding and shedding in a really sort of graceful, clear, confident way, we often run away from something or we break off really quickly. You know, everybody, I'm sure we've all had rebound relationships where one's finished and bang, you're straight into to another. Um, in order to fulfill something that was missing um, or that, you know, you get inspired by something and you jump in straight into action before the dream's really clear. And also, you know, the one that really we miss out on often is the celebration, that, that point where something's finished and you've just got that chance to really have some fun with it, to pat yourself on the back, to get it into your core so if you're looking at a habit, this would be the time of enjoying the repetition, enjoying that new way of being, celebrating the fact that you have created something and allowing it to become sustainable. If it's the end of a project, you know, it's that time to really enjoy, because if you think about it, whenever we're doing anything, creating something, we're doing it because it creates that dopamine hit, so that feel good, let's we're going towards something and when we get to the end we often drop it and we don't take that moment to really um, take the gifts take the treasures that we've created so for me this wheel really gives this structure and it stops me I mean I'm somebody who'll act straight away you know, if I decide to paint a picture, I've already dipped my brush in a colour and started something. And then I realise I haven't got the water and I've not got a cloth to wipe <laughs> it on and I've got to run downstairs. And, and, and it's that preparation time that I'll often miss out on. Or I'm brilliant at sitting there with my diary and dream, 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 dream. And then it stays dream. Then I find, oh God, that, you know, I had that dream five years ago or find another bit of paper that I... <laughs> started and I haven't quite completed it yeah I'm totally with you on the act before I think that was the that this was a huge realization in my kind of personal development journey and something that I realized that I I'm always in that action that forward moving and I just I got stuck for such a long time in like a vicious cycle of just doing as much as possible like I have to be doing something and always missing that assimilate it was always on to the next thing on to the next thing and then you end up in this vicious cycle like I, I used to just basically act and burn out and act and burn out and <laughs> never ended <laughs> I love this though because what really helped me like when we started working with this what really helped me was it was like a balanced blueprint to an approach to things in life. And what I really experienced actually, and particularly in dream, because stopping is not something I do naturally in any way, but dreaming, that was mm. when I really noticed mm. how much I needed and how nourished I felt from that time and how clear I got in what I wanted to create, which I actually was way different to what I thought it was initially. So it's so interesting when you start to really live this and you see how much value each of the stages really has. Yeah, and I think um, in our culture as well, we really value the doing and achieving and onto the next thing, pro producing for the sake of producing. And, and we don't really value the celebration. We don't value the time to stop. You know, it is often that time when you're lying on the settee and 
just breathing that you're actually working really hard <laughs> you know that is the time where let the ideas bubble up let let it all grow and you know it, and we're, we're shown this constantly the beauty of it is we are part of life we're part of these cycles and you know if we if we step in to the energy of those quadrants that are always there continually cycling then we we can really get the get the benefits from them yeah definitely I think it's Albert Einstein that always used to get his best ideas when he was in the shower <laughs> yes that's the one yeah and you know and we all have that don't we? you driving and you're suddenly like oh yeah something will drop in or the moment you put down put everything down and go for a walk and you're not even trying that's when the clarity comes and yet to actually really take that time in your day now, even with your with your daily practice start with dream time start by being still let everything come you know or start with a simple routine that just lets everything go first of all let make space so you're not jumping out of bed and living today as if it was yesterday and it's already full and packed you know that that cycle and it's good to check in and go right well where am I and start where you are but what's the next stage and then the next stage or is it that you need to go back have you missed something um and it is useful and it can from anything you know I, I cook in the same way I'll suddenly start cooking and realizing I've got haven't got everything out and I've even been changing that like just stopping and going okay what do I, what do I need to make this a pleasant experience just take time to prepare you know, what am I going to make? <laughs> so that's quite useful, you know, and going through those stages from the, the small things like that to the bigger projects to looking at, you know, how do you want this year to go? Like I know this season at the moment, I'm really carrying it and, and watching, what is it that, how can I make a little bit more space? What is it that, you know, isn't serving me when I catch myself saying something that's not really not helping really not supporting what I want to do then it's it's great to stay in this time and go I don't need to do anything just now except acknowledge that I'm doing that or acknowledge that I've just said that again or there's that you know little voice that says oh you're no good at that or what do you think you're doing or there it is and you know what it's really not helpful and just waiting waiting for that time to go I'm ready to do something I'm, I'm actually just going to make space I'm going to shine a light on this um, and I've really I've really enjoyed that you know since we really kicked off this season um, I've been watching for times in the day that yeah I'm just going to reflect now see how it feels you know am I just at, or where I don't think I can let go it's like, well, this is the way it is, you know, and often, you know, I love that phrase, if you don't like something, then change it. If you can't change it, walk away from it. And if you can't walk away from it, accept it. And in the accepting, you do change your response to it, you know, not allowing it to have a charge. Okay, if this is it, if I've really been through those, and I can't change this. I can't walk away from it. It's time to accept it and not allow this charge to keep coming in my life. And that's when, for me, particularly things like tapping really helps. 
Mm. Yeah, and you're not you're not like resisting something which actually uses so much more energy. And I think that's also the beauty of this cycle as well, because you're kind of, I mean, it's not even just about following it with the cycle of the year. It's archetypal. It's where you, you feel like you need to make space. You need to go quiet and dream for a while and get clear, or you need to act. And I think that that balance, that balanced approach to something, it helps you to tap into your own natural flow. So you're not pushing against yourself and your energy as well, which I think is super important. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. You, 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 something carries you, and also it's, it can save you from yourself because those habits, again, of, of tripping up and jumping into something, just that moment of, of being able to pause and go, wait, what else is in this quadrant that can really help me? You know, I mean, mm. you know, we just touched on them now, but then, you know, looking, well, what emotions are prominent here? You know, what, what, what somatic practices can really relate to the organs and the body parts and I love the richness of it that each time you go through a cycle in any way there's always a bit more there to to enjoy to play with to be curious about and see how you can can bring that in you know even noticing for me I know having um I'm going to be careful how I say this because I don't want I I used to have lung issues and my lungs are getting stronger and stronger and stronger now and I noticed this time of the year which really relates to lung and large intestine I I was expecting to get ill you know so I'm usually this time of the year this is what happens you know the change the damp comes in and just noticing that this time you know, that, oh, okay, hang on, I'm going I'm expecting this, this and this to happen. And I did get a cold. And then what I decided was actually, this isn't going anywhere, I'm going to shift through this, and and find the strength in my lungs and really enjoy that my lungs are actually talking to me right now. And what needs to go, you know, what grief and sadness and, you know, because they're the emotions that house the lungs. So that there's all sorts of ways that you can keep being playful and I think that approach is really important as well that we're not constantly wringing out our souls and looking for what's wrong and but really acknowledging things that are challenging and going okay how can I make life lighter what else is available to me absolutely and the more that we do that the more use we are in this world I really believe that more than ever now it's it is important that we enjoy our lives that we build on joy because when we're in that state we're more generous we're much more likely to have empathy to to be more relaxed about diverse opinions to be able to listen and that is something you know that I've noticed in the pandemic is the fear and the contraction is really stopping people have different opinions you know, and no matter what that opinion is, I, I really believe that being able to say what you feel or being able to accept other, other points of view and fear closes us down and it closes that flow of the wheel down completely. So we'll stay wherever we are, either in that place of act where we're attacking or we're frozen in dream time because everything has got its, its flip side as well or the constant prep 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 but not going anywhere or sometimes even with the 
with the assimilation, you know, you just want to party all the time and stay in that celebration, not go anywhere. But you know, a healthy movement in life is, is, a, is a flow. So, you know, just looking at what happens to us when we go into fear, when we lose our grounding of the, the, the center of it all that holds it all, you know, that's when we'll go, we'll revert to just getting through, to closing down, to not allowing any other choice but what we know now, or to handing over our choices to, to an authority to say, what, what do I do? Tell me what to do. I'll just do that and then I'm safe. But the more we get into this flow and know, learn how to soften the body to make space to open up, then the safer we feel because we really have got a system there that's constantly supporting us. I think that's why that ground, uh, like, you know, at the center, like really, you know, being present, being grounded is so important because also making sure your stress response isn't on because if you're, if you're in stress, you're not, you're shut down to those choices. You're not even going to question stuff. You're just going to stick with what you know and what you're told to do because that's the easiest way. But that doesn't always necessarily lead you to a fulfilling life. No. In fact, I'd say it definitely doesn't. You know, you, yeah. <laughs> you, you'll just stay where you are, even if it doesn't make you happy, even if it hurts, because you know it. And, and when we are in stress, everything in your body says, stay with what you know. We're not interested in happy in being happy. We're not interested in, in sharing happiness. We're not interested in giving anyone else any room to be happy when we're stressed because everything's about survival, you know, mm -hmm. and we, we, we can see that we can see it on a, on a mass level, um, out in the world, you know, when, when fear takes over, we all shut down and we divide, we're against each other. As soon as you, as soon as you get on holiday and you take that nice deep breath, you start smiling and chatting to people and, and open up, you know, there's that sense of, you know, we're, we're all right. We're safe in the world. Definitely. I just wanted to go back to something you said earlier, actually, because I found it quite interesting how you were saying with, with your like lung issue, you were like, you just expected to get ill. That's a story that you got stuck in. I get ill in, in the autumn time. That's what happens to me. And I was listening to an episode, a podcast episode the other day with Sharman Jurek, and he was talking about everything that you everything that you kind of say is true you're giving energy to and making it a reality mm. and I just found that really interesting because it's something like I said you can just assume that it's part of your identity even though it isn't so could you speak a little bit on that I know with us being in autumn it's a lot about letting go of old stories but like I think it's important like you said not to get lost in in letting go of the story and maybe making a different choice yeah, so once you realise that you're doing something, the other thing that can happen is you can fall into sort of berating yourself and beating yourself up about it. And there's all kinds of ways that we trick ourselves into staying in that cycle, you know, because then we're annoyed, then we, um, you know, we feel sad about it or feeling the grief of, oh, I've done that for so long and I didn't need to. And, and those are ways that actually often block us from seeing something because once we see it then we've got to deal with grief we've got to admit something and the longer you've done it for the harder it can often hit you and also then 
um, when, when we get into, no, this is my identity, the unknown is scary. And when you let go of that and you know you're stepping into something you don't know, the fear can often come in and go, no, no, just stay, stay with wh where you're at. So I think that's why it's really, really important at that point to not do anything, but just sit with it. And, and also take the story out. So get the feeling of how, of where you're at and then take the story out of it and just sit with that as, as a somatic experience. And then when you give yourself space and time, because often it's that push forward to going, I've realized this, now I've got to act, now I've got to do something about it. That's when we can really contract and the fear come in. Um, you know, and like with, with the things that we identify with, or we, we may have had an experience in the past, and so we've got blame involved. When we start to look at that and go, okay, so I had this experience, that, that was really painful. I felt very hurt by the, that person and whatever happened. But then with space and time and just, it's like it, if a child's sort of pulling at your sleeve and saying, I'm hurting, you don't swipe them away and tell them not to be silly. You'll, well, hopefully you would, <laughs> you'll stop and listen and give them that attention. And you do that to yourself. It's like, give yourself that attention and then there'll come a point and you'll, you'll know it yourself where you're ready to replace it with another story. Okay, so this happened and actually I'm stronger for that. And by the way, I think, you know, often it can be all oh, these traumatic experiences and they all make you stronger. And, and it's good not to get into that, um, the belief that we've got to struggle to grow as well. You know, we, we can grow and we have grown with our struggles. It has, it can give us m more options. And also we, we, can, we can develop with joy and curiosity and playfulness. Definitely. I think, I think it's the reframing though, isn't it? So a really good example of this, like my mum had cancer and it was a really, really, really difficult time for me and my family. But I kept reframing that instead of, you know, being in that mentality of this is happening to me and I'm so sad and it's awful. I, you know, obviously, you know, working together as well, like we flip that around to this is, this is giving me an, an opportunity to do this, 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 and this. And it was looking for the good because there's no point in letting this overwhelm and disempower me. I may as well switch it around and look for what it's giving me. And it did, it gave me so much that time. Like we changed our diet around. It made me see what I really valued in life. Not necessarily at the time I was super focused on my career and it was all about that. And when that happened, it helped me to see that I actually had everything I needed already. Everything that I was chasing so hard was just an extra. And it was such a beautiful practice for me to do that, to really flip it and just be like, no, I'm choosing to see it from this lens. So I think it's important to note with these cycles that it's they are interchangeable. And just because so, for example, one experience that I really had while working with this model is in the springtime. I was feeling quite blocked in a certain area of my life. And that, you know how we talk about with somatics as well. It was such a strong experience for me. And this really stuck with me when you sit with a feeling somatically that I felt really, really blocked. And I started to notice where in my body that that feeling was. 
and it was in the area of lungs which is shed let go you know like and I realized that I had some you know I really had some unblocking and some letting go to do in the spring and it was quite interesting this is I, I just think this is a really good example because I think you can get so stuck in the quadrants of like now I do this and only this and now I do this and only mm. do, do this and as with nature the cycles within cycles we have seasons but we also have the cycles of the moon the new moon is the time to go within and nourish and you have that even in summer and the same with the full moon in the winter you know you are going to have times of higher energy where you're more energized to do things so it's not necessarily getting stuck in that way of being like regimented it's it's I think that's what it is isn't it it's creating a dialogue with your body checking in with yourself having that moment to ground and be like okay where am I with this what do I want to do what choice do I want to make so for me in the springtime like I could really feel grief and stuff that I really blocked in my chest and I was like I really need to let go of this and working somatically which if those of you who don't know us we are a life and well-being coaching program we also specialize in somatic practices so working with your body as well as your mind and aligning the two so you can you know make change in a way that's flowing instead of pushing against yourself so for me at that time I was feeling quite blocked and I even though it was the springtime, what was really lovely was to work with those somatic practices, that forward moving energy that was available to me at that time to strengthen and like really kind of move forward with letting go at the same time. And you can really start to create that dance with somatics. So using somatic practices like the spring to strengthen what I was what I was practicing while also using you know, for example, EFT and like lung meridian exercises to really flush out and transform this energy that was so dense on in my body. So what what did you do then? What what exercises did you find helpful at that point? Yeah, so like I think for me, like I love the lung meridian exercises because you really feel such a release while you're doing them. And I think it's important to notice that in your body like when you have that emotion you hold in that emotion and the really clear intention of what you're letting go of and just massaging those points you can feel it like releasing from your body especially so when you're massaging down the sternum and then going across the collarbones I think actually our our October YouTube video has this um practice in it if anybody wanted to go and experiment with it it's well worth it um and also what I loved at the time was it was a um, we were doing a yoga class which was like all standing strength so like warrior that sort of stuff and it was it was what it helped me to do was really build momentum and energy behind the mission I was on like the the thing I wanted to let go of and it was so beautiful to kind of see them both intertwine because I, I think until that point I didn't understand how you could use both of them together and then when I had that experience I was just like ah I get it like it's a dance like you use what's available but also you know you're you are part of nature you're on your own unique rhythms and cycles and I think you know everything in your life has a cycle be it your career your relationships like your like your stages of life your yeah friendships anything like you're always in a time of you know evaluation or being really out there or drawing and resting and I think that it's important to recognize that like even yourself you're not in just in one cycle you're within many so it's just checking in with yourself isn't it each day and just being like how do I feel what do I need mm. 
That's really good feedback, actually, as well. It's good to hear how, you know, people take the different tools and really use them. And actually, it is always a pleasure working with you because you feel it so clearly in your body. You know, like if I say, where is this in your body? It's here and it's this color and it's this and it's that. And oh, and now it's moved up here and now it's gone. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's I a, do. It's great to keep. Have you always been aware of that, by the way? No, no. So it's in my human design. It's really funny. This is definitely, if, if anyone listening doesn't know what human design is, I will definitely do a podcast on this at some point because it, I absolutely love it. But it's really, it's a system where you can, basically it's based in astrology and a lot of other things, but you, it, you can go on and it it tells you what your sense is. And when I saw that my sense of the world, like how I experienced the world is feeling, I was like, of course it is like it makes sense <laughs> but yeah I really feel stuff in my body but I think it's interesting because maybe someone who didn't have that might not necessarily feel the shift but they might experience it in a very different way so there's some people that are more visual some people that experience through touch like there's a lot of different ways I think that you can you know experience these practices and that's why it's important to do it yourself because when you hear someone else's perspective it's not always necessarily going to resonate with you and we're all so different and I think that's really beautiful actually that we can kind of you know start experimenting and then finding your way because for me yeah I do I really feel certain things in my body so I can literally sit down and be like okay what's going on and then I just feel into it I remember that actually that was that was it because I was saying to you once I was like feel into this program how does it feel and you're like what <laughs> I was like just feel into it can you not feel it and you're like what are you talking about <laughs> and now I'm like oh that's how I experience yeah, things yeah, not how yeah. other people yeah, do yeah yeah and it, it's interesting as well because I like I I feel but not in the way that you do it's like I get when when I go into the way I feel something it's like oh okay it's I can't even explain it actually. I think I'm quite visual as well. I usually get a, an image with it. Yours is actually, yours is smell actually. I don't know if you know that discernment is like. Yeah, the... I know you told me that. And at first I was just like, oh, I don't, I can't relate to that. But the more I've thought about it, I do have that. And it's not a physical that I smell something, but I know I'm really sensitive to smells as well. Like I, I, I smell everything, you know, I love smelling my food before I eat it. That was one of the, the things that was most painful in COVID and I still haven't got it all back. When I lost my sense of smell, I was furious. I was like, no, not that, you know. But um, I have noticed that I do get that sense when something's off. And, and it does accompany a smell that I can't physically smell, but it, it, it's, I can feel the smell. Yeah, yeah, it makes sense. Like, I think that the phrase with the smell um, is like, I could smell it from a mile away. And I'm like, yeah, that makes sense for you. But, and also though, it is important to know that we all have access to all of them as well. It's not like, again, it's not putting yourself in a box and being like, this is me and that's it. But it's cool to notice what, how you experience the world and what your strengths are because when you lean into them I, a friend of mine she has inner vision and she's been playing with it loads and she was like honestly when you first said it to me I was like nah it's not me and she's like literally it has exploded like it's really she's really lent into it and like learned how to how to work with it so yeah I think that's the beauty of somatics as well isn't it because you're really checking in with you and and again with the daily practice you know 
taking that moment every day to wipe the slate clean and being like, okay, how do I feel? Reflect on, you know, reflect on the day that's gone by and really start to notice things like that because it's so easy to go by an autopilot and not even like, not even know that you have access to these things, which is just super interesting. And I think also it's that thing, a little bit of knowledge really goes a long way to opening you up, you know, and that's why it is valuable to understand a system, to gain some more knowledge about how the meridians work, about how the seasons connect to different parts of the body. Because just knowing that enables you just to drop that little bit deeper into the experience. I think that's, you know, it's it's really valuable. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's the thing, it's just balance. And that's what I love about the, what I love about the wheel, because it's like, you know, there's a time to gather knowledge and be quiet and, you know, nourish and absorb. And then there's a time to go out there and take action. And I think it's so important that you don't get stuck in just one way of being like, we were saying this, I talk about this all the time, but like my experience with life coaching initially, before I began working with you was very like, identify understand like and for me I'm really logical and it's very very like me to get stuck in something like that like learning and understanding and understanding and understanding but not actually doing anything to change the habits that were in my body like so when you're on autopilot even though you know what you want to do and how you want to feel it's very hard to make those different choices so for me again working with the body calming the stress response you know identifying where something was where I was feeling a block and then working with my body to get them get my mind and body aligned was when I really start to ground and change and like actually get things into motion that I'd kind of been stuck on a hamster wheel with for years so yeah and I think it is that that balance isn't um you know having access to all of them all the time in equal measures it's like we've got our strengths And this is about fleshing ourselves out so we can draw from different areas and we can draw on different tools that maybe are not so available to us, but we can flesh those parts of us out. So so it's really there for, and and that's balance. It's being able to go, okay, what's going on here when I'm, you know, when you're rushing off to your default setting, go, is that right? Is is, is that the strength really that's going to carry me now? Or can I, pull from somewhere else and the more we're with it and the more we keep moving around the wheel the more we we're we're gathering that information and I think the beauty of it as well it's it's almost the same tools in the different quadrants isn't it because you're still working you know you're getting clarity and then you're you're working with the body you're releasing things using the, the same tools and techniques and you're just building on that so you've got more options of what you choose definitely and it's just it's just a different lens each time but it's also just giving yourself the space to actually do what feels right which I think is super important yeah. um it was interesting that you said that about balance and it's not all things in equal amounts and that's so true I just want to speak to that a little bit more because recently so I'm quite logical and like I really like to understand things and I've worked a lot over the past few years to try and balance that out and get less into like intellectualizing everything and more into a bit more of a flow and a trust and a you know allowing myself to rest and um I recently started a membership which is fantastic 
But what I noticed is as I was doing the work, so there's like, um, you know, meditations in there and stuff, and it's all based in neural psychology. It's very masculine, very logical. It is a process to everything. And even though it was amazing content, I whacked straight out of balance, like really disconnected. I felt super like, you know, just not in flow at all. Like I was really in just getting through and it was weird because I haven't experienced that in so long. Like, I feel like I've been in a real, you know, I've been really kind of noticing when I'm out of whack a little bit and able to bring myself back. Mm. And I went so far out this time. And it was funny because I can see the value in that. But I realized that I need to be very careful with it and use it when I'm in like a space where I have the energy for it. Because so it's just interesting to notice those things because, you know, a tool that works for one person might not work for another and for me, like that was something that I'm still going to use it, but I'm just going to maybe, you know, I, I took a big break from it and now I'm going to just go back and use those tools maybe just once or, you know, once a week or something like that, as opposed to doing it every day. Yeah. And I think this is where the check-ins are important because, you know, stopping and going, okay, how did I do? Um, I, I like the question, where could I be, been more skilled? You know, not what, where did I go wrong? What did, you know what's 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 going on but more okay where how can I refine this and what works for one person you know isn't going to work for everybody and that's the beauty as well the more that we honor that in ourselves the more we're going to honor it in other people you know so we so we don't become reliant on everybody being like us you know everybody doing things the same way and you know, it's not, it, it doesn't suit. We've really got to find our unique flow in this. And I think, I think the more we give all of that to ourselves, it's like we'd all love to live in a world where we never felt judged. But we've got to give up our judgments first. You know, we've got to become aware of when we're saying, because every time we judge, we're saying, I must never do that. I must never dress in a funny way because I'm going to get ridiculed. I must never just stand up and dance like that. I might look ridiculous. And yet, you know, we, we will jump quickly to do that. So no, even noticing things like that and noticing, okay, where, where can I free myself up more just to be curious, just to play with what is and, um, you know, just create, a, widen your parameters. Mm. Um, if anybody did want to dive a little bit deeper um, with these quadrants that we've just kind of thrown loads of information at you about, um, we, we do have a monthly, um, a monthly seasonal update. So every month we'll check in with the energy that's available to us. And then you'll have a little life coaching exercise and also a somatic practice. So you can start to play around with these and see where you are, um, you know, check in with yourself and start to see if you can feel a shift. Because I think with these practices, it's all well and good at talking about it. But until you start to put it into practice and feel the shifts for yourself, that's when you can't not practice when you feel the difference. I think it's just one of those things, isn't it? As soon as you feel those shifts, it's just you'll never go back no. <laughs> for me anyway. Like that was a hundred percent my experience. Um, so yeah, if anyone wanted to dive deeper with those, um, this month's YouTube video for October is live. And we're also in a couple of weeks going to be releasing our free nature's rhythms course, which is going to take you all step-by-step step through each of the quadrants with a little life coaching exercise and also a takeaway somatic exercise that you can access at any time. So you can keep it in your toolkit. Um, and yeah, 
you can start to really experiment and create a dialogue with your body. Thank you so much for joining us today, Leanne. And thank you to all of our listeners. We'll see you next time on the Handpicked Life podcast.